0: Hi everyone, this is Stephanie from From the Lighthouse. I'm here today as a roving reporter for the first time ever with our fancy new microphone. Um, So I am at the International Association for the Study of Popular Romance Conference. And I'm here with our three keynote speakers who I'll introduce you to now. So we have Associate Professor Kim Wilkins from the University of Queensland. Hi Kim. Hi. We have um, Associate Professor Lisa Fletcher from the University of Tasmania. Hi. Hello. And we have Dr Beth Driscoll, who is at the University of Melbourne. Hello. Hi. So, um, you're going to be giving a, a joint keynote um, session this afternoon um, about your project, which is called Genre Worlds, which is a study of Australian popular fiction in the 21st century. And I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the project. Everyone's looking at Lisa. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: So the Genre Awards project is funded by an Australia Research Council Discovery Project grant. So we received funding for three years from 2016 to 2018. So um, at the moment, this is the first conference in a three-conference tour um, (laughs) during which we're presenting some of the findings from the research. This was a project which seeks to um, produce a a fairly systematic examination of Australian contemporary Mm -hmm. by taking a a layered and interdisciplinary approach to thinking about genre fiction. So I'm going to hand over to you.
2: Well what we discovered is that, um, or what we hypothesise and we're now discovering is that um, uh, genre fiction is not just about text. It's about the uh, communities that form around those texts it's about the industrial practices that bring text to readers. Mm-hmm. So we are um, examining uh, genre fiction, Australian genre fiction, um, in this kind of layered model, mm-hmm. um, industrial, social and textual. And our mantra all along has been track the data, uh, read the books, talk to the people.
0: So how are you going about finding out about genre fiction? You know, are you all just reading the whole lot or or how are you how are you collecting that data? <laughs> we are reading a lot,
2: but we do have other methods.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when we think back to how we designed the project, it's there was an incredible absence of knowledge about contemporary Australian popular fiction, so we've really had to start with the basics in lots of different directions. So Mm -hmm. we've read a lot of books to get a good sense of what's being written, what's happening on the page. We've done a lot of interviews with authors, but then also with publishing industry professionals, with um, people who work at different writers' organisations to get a kind of holistic picture of how careers develop. And then we've also um, been working with Auslit to get some primary data on how much Australian popular fiction has been written and how we might break it down into different types and categories.
0: I'm really interested in um, the popular because mm. we've been talking even a bit at, this co- at the conference about Australian literary fiction and how sales of literary fiction are quite small, but that's the, the literature that's taken quite seriously, whereas popular fiction is usually still sadly derided. What? Makes something popular, and what kind of sales figures are we talking here? What what is the the threshold in which something becomes kind of popular? I suppose
2: it's such a how long is a piece of string question. Yeah, right? some popular fiction sells incredibly well, and some mm. fiction which is classified as popular fiction because it's in a popular genre of fiction, mm. like romance or fantasy or crime, actually doesn't sell that well. And some literary fiction sells incredibly well, incredibly mm. highly. So the um um the popularity or not. Of, it is related more to how we would describe the genre of fiction rather than the actual sales. But yeah, in Australia, um, a, a best-selling book, you know, might sell upwards of ten thousand copies, but it can go a long way over that. Mm-hmm. It can go a long way. That. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And I'm, a long way under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna. I, <laughs> say think,
1: that. I think that's the, the key point. The word "popular" yeah. is yeah. a kind of a sticky point for anyone working in yeah. popular fiction studies yeah. because I guess the the lay idea of, of that term is that you, the way the popularity of a book is measured is in terms of how many people like it, how yeah. many copies it sells. But I think we follow the definition, the scholarly definition of popular fiction, which argues that essentially popular fiction is genre fiction. Yeah. Um, it's organised around those kind of chief categories of, pleasure, of reading. So the three genres that we decided to look at in a project, um, in our project, are crime, fantasy, and romance. Do we can also talk about? Speculative fiction genres as, as
0: well. Yeah, I was wondering if you could talk to to romance because we are here at a romance um, conference, and so I was wondering what what is happening in the Australian romance space. What is the what are the trends? Um, what, what does readership look like? What is Australian romance? What does it look like?
3: Well, one thing we have found is that romance does have quite distinctive uh, patterns of production compared to crime and fantasy. It really is incredible world of its own that's also connected of course to the broader industry so for example we looked at the increase in self-published titles across the three genres for australia and romance publishing um, has had the strongest growth in self-publishing in -hmm. australia so australian romance we might say is an area where there's a lot of self-publishing activity Mm -hmm. Um, there are other ways too there are other ways
1: so i think one of our objectives with the size of this project, and also one of the reasons it's a collaborative project, was to do popular fiction studies that is comparative across genres. Whereas mm. popular fiction studies does tend, probably for reasons of how many books you need to read, yeah. to concentrate on one genre or subgenre. So, one of the things that we found by looking at crime, romance, and fantasy alongside and through each other, I guess, mm. is that there are ways in which romance is distinctive. So, we've heard at mm. this conference about the distinctive subgenre of the Australian rural romance, mm. but there are also ways in which um, romance fiction functions in, in similar ways to other genres so it, you know, for real success it looks to the global market it looks to the dominant US market though yeah. perhaps a little bit more um, energetically and intensively than the other genres. Yeah.
2: The other thing I guess is um, how genre fiction is um, sort of implicated in the uptake of new technologies and yeah. and um, diversification and nicheification and that kind of thing and again that's across all of the genres but you know romance seems to do it a little bit first and a little bit more intensely it's kind of what we call it in our paper the sharpest the sharpest point on the leading edge so
0: yeah I'm, a, I'm i'm sort of somewhat aware of that and how how quickly and how enthusiastically romance writers took up things like wattpad and and all of these sorts of technologies i think is quite interesting so that's something that you still see in the australian context mm, yeah, yeah. and
3: uh yeah romance readers as well as romance yeah. writers are very active in online spaces i think that's sort of a feature of the romance genre world in Australia.
0: Mm. Um, how does romance, so you were talking about comparative um, studies across genres, how does romance compare to, say, fantasy in Australia? Uh, what is sort of um, distinctive or, or interesting about that kind of comparison that you've done? It's it's
2: great. Well, romance and fantasy are, are quite similar. Um, the genre world, when we think about the sort of um, the support networks of that genre world for writers and readers and so on, Romance and fantasy are quite similar in that they're very active and Mm -hmm. supportive of each other. Romance is a little more interested in the professional side of things. Fantasy leans a little bit more towards the, um, you know, how can we write better? You know, what kind of craft issues can we deal with? There's a a lot in the fantasy genre world. I mean, across all genre worlds, there's writing support networks, but in fantasy, it's a little bit more intense and in mm. romance it's a little bit more
1: about professionalism. Romance I the Romance General world is highly professionalised yeah, and that tends to operate around the Romance Writers of Australia, which yeah. is a, um, the Writers' Association for Romance yeah. Writers in Australia that holds an annual convention um, and looking at the programs of those conventions over the last years, and I started going to those conventions in 2013, there's always workshops about how to get an agent, how yeah. to pitch a story, how to... How to self publish, how to market write, it. Blurb, write a blurb,
2: yeah.
1: um <clears throat> those kinds of
2: Yeah. Managing
1: but, a career yeah. as much as yeah. the craft of, of writing. Yeah,
2: whereas at fantasy um mat you're more likely to see things like, you know, how to put a magical unicorn in your book, um, or something
1: like that. You <laughs> that romance too. Yeah, but I <laughs>
2: but then there's, there's a really, it's really important to note that romance and fantasy, just like romance yeah. and crime or fantasy and crime, they all, they can all be hybrids, really mm. distinctive yeah. and very successful hybrids as well. So they're not, you know, they they are three distinct genre worlds that have their own shape and color, if you like. But yeah. you know, they're, they're, there's there's um, uh, connections between.
0: Is there anything about your findings that's really kind of surprised you or that you weren't expecting or, um, yeah, something that's made you think, oh, I wasn't wasn't really anticipating that kind of result in, you know, that could be in in the reading or in the interviews?
2: That's a really
0: good question,
3: isn't it? That's a question that
2: surprised us. (laughs) (laughs) This question surprised us. I I do remember being quite surprised the graphs that we pulled on the growth of a number of titles of crime, fantasy and romance since the Mm. start of the 21st century. I do remember being surprised by the enormous growth of
1: romance.
3: Mm. I've been a little bit surprised, I guess, by the diversity in terms of the social aspects of um, producing texts, that some people really generate a lot of energy from talking with other people or going to events and other people really value being on their own and really see themselves as producing their work on their
0: own and Mm. yeah there's been a
3: a lot of different positions
0: taken up there yeah I have to say the thing that sort of surprises me about romance is how kind of collaborative the community is because you Mm. kind of have that old school you know vision of writers writing away by themselves and never talking to anybody Um, but it seems to be such as like a really closely engaged really chatty Mm, group so, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's characteristic of all writers or if it's just a romance thing. I'm not a writer myself. It's
2: well, certainly characteristic of all genre worlds, mm. I would say. There's, there are exceptions. But that's kind of our point is mm. that before a text comes, this becomes a book, becomes a thing in the world, many hands have touched it mm. and we're trying to sort of identify whose hands they are and, and how how they touched it.
1: Yeah, so, true. yeah, one of our objectives is to trace the cooperative link, links that produce a, a genre work, I guess. Mm. Um, and so that um, but perhaps one of the things that surprised me, I think the surprises were at the level of detail rather than in a broad overview. So like Kim, was surprised by quite how big the scale of growth was, even though we expected to find growth. Yeah. That mm. was how often that um, stories of cooperation using the same kinds of terms come up in, in the conversations that we've been having with writers and other participants in the genre of
0: So has, you know, you've talked about growth. Has there always been this robust tradition of Australian genre writing? Is this something that we've seen really in the past X amount of years or has it been there from, say, the beginning of Australian literature and we've just sort of started to, to sort of think about it more seriously now?
2: That's not a question I could
3: answer. Yeah. Not really. I mean, there are people who work on historical Australian mm. fiction Not us. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, it's quite tricky piecing together what happened in the past. So sometimes Australian authors were published from London or from America. Sometimes they were published into newspapers or collected in other places. So it can be quite tricky to put it together. I mean, nothing comes out of a vacuum. It's not like it arrived
1: fully formed
3: 10 years ago. But uh, I think there's a lot of different threads that have come together to produce the growth that we've seen
0: so if people want to find out a bit more about the project and about your findings and, and the publications that are coming out of out of um this project how can they what can they look up oh
2: well, we have a website yeah um the genre world's website so just mm-hmm. google up genre worlds and mm-hmm. you'll find us and genreworlds.com it's genreworlds.com excellent we'll put the link we'll put this link in the show notes and uh, we're
0: on twitter at PopficDoctors.
2: Mm-hmm. i love it yeah.
0: anything else you'd like to add about the project, or about your your talk, or about Australian romance. Well, there are two papers coming out very soon mm-hmm. that, that publish our um, first
1: wave of findings. Mm-hmm. So one's in the Journal of Popular Culture, and mm-hmm. the other one will be in the Creative Industries Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they should be out by August, I think, this year. Yeah, the other one a bit
3: later, a little bit later in the second half of this year. Okay. <laughs> and um, and we'll be writing a book together in the second half of the year, so hopefully that'll be out at the leisurely pace which scholarly
0: publishing operates but yeah (laughs) we won't hold our breaths but we'll wait for it with bated breath (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you so much to beth to kim and to lisa for joining me here at um, our iaspera 18 conference and i'll talk to you again soon thank you. you thank you